Fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Not too bad. Um, excited for what we're doing this week. Yeah, this is gonna be really fun. Uh, bonus episode, hence the bonus episode theme at the beginning. Yay. But yeah, so one of our favorite things we do when we're on our car rides and everything is we find ourselves talking about like our favorite horror franchises. Man, I wish they would have done a movie like this, or why did they ever sequel and make this happen and stuff like that. So that's what we're just going to do for this episode, pretty much. We each picked three of our favorite franchises that the other didn't pick and are going to go from there. Yeah, and I cannot wait to see what you like picked and then did what, like, what you did with it. I don't know if you're going to like all of what I did, but I'm really excited about them. I think all these would be really fun movies. Yeah, well, mine get out there. I can't, you're, I'm saving my one for last, for sure. Okay, good. I guess we'll just kick into it. I didn't do any, like, straight up, like, remakes, I'll say. Some could be considered reboots, I guess, but not overall. But I didn't do anything that was just a remake of the original. Me neither. Either my, all mine are, like, sequels or quasi-sequels to the existing movie franchises they are in. Exactly, that's what I did too. Now, I noticed, can I give a spoiler of what we didn't pick? Sure. Neither of us picked Halloween, I noticed, and that's no disrespect against the franchise, but they're kind of already doing what I would have done. Yeah, exactly. Like, I enjoy so much of, like, the arc that they're going on right now, especially, like, I cannot wait for Halloween Ends to come out, so it's like, you get the full story. Like, I cannot wait for that night that I can finally watch, like, the original... 2018 Halloween kills and then Halloween ends and just see what, like how it flows. Yeah. The whole story, but that's all I did notice. I'm like, man, neither has picked Halloween. And I'm like, Oh, that's probably why. Cause that was my reasoning. Yeah. So should I go ahead and kick this off? Yes. Yes, please. Greg. All right. So my first one is going to be evil dead, which is my favorite horror franchise probably of all time. Or at least second. It's up there. I don't know. I flip-flop back and forth between that and a notable other one that you probably have. Right, yeah. It's really hard to, like... It, it's basically whichever the last one I watched is my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. So, Evil Dead's tricky for me because, obviously, we have Evil Dead... Well, The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, the remake, and Ash vs. Evil Dead. I'm like, where the hell can I go with this? So for the sake of this, and no disrespect against it, I'm kind of disregarding Ash vs. Evil Dead here. Yeah, I could see that, because there's, they, which is, it's an amazing show, but if you shackle yourself to the show, and like, how much info they put out about it, and like, all the lore that they added to it with that show, like, it's easier to do it without that. <laughs> yeah, it, for, for me to do a movie, I'm like, I can't base it off ash versus evil dead which was probably my favorite horror tv show of all time and still i can't do that so what i came up with my premise here is the necronomicon has resurfaced on earth like with ash which he hasn't seen since army of darkness okay so bruce campbell's in your movie oh yeah, bruce campbell's in my movie 100 percent. Okay, yes the necronomicon has resurfaced and someone read from the book unleash the plague and their bright idea was to rip up the book and spread it across the country, not realizing you're going to need that to send them back. Okay. 
So now the person at least did hide them all over the country at world famous landmarks and things like this. Oh, I, okay. I see where you're going. So now Ash is on a road trip across America to find all the pieces of the Necronomicon to put it back together to send the Deadites back to hell. And so now we have a road trip in Ash fighting Deadites all across the coolest places in the country. Oh, that's badass. So you got Ash tooling around in the Delta and he stops off at like the Empire State Building and has to like exactly. find where it's hidden. His way to the top. Yeah, it's way on top, and he fights a deadite. Like, he's hanging on the needle. <laughs> yeah, it's like King Kong up there. And think how cool this would be. Like, uh, he's on top of Mount Rushmore, like, fighting deadites. You know what I mean? Like, in front of the Alamo. Like, I'm just thinking of all the cool, almost like a zombie land feel to it, if I can, what I think we'd get out of it. Or I would even like, like, it would be funny to throw in weird ones in there, too, of, like, it's the, he's at the world's largest ball of yarn. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, think of how much fun we could have with an Ash Road Trip movie. I really like that. That's a great idea. Especially, like, you, it's almost like a Beavis and Butthead do America, where they stop off at, like, the Hoover Dam, the White House, Las Vegas, you know. Exactly. I just think this will be the most fun. And, I don't know, like, you could have them at the Hollywood sign, you could have them at the Space Needle in Seattle, like, everywhere. I just think this sounds freaking awesome. And you know where it obviously has to end is all back at that cabin. Right, like, maybe, like, okay, so all the pages are around, but there's, like, the cover of the book, and that's, like, still at the cabin or something. Exactly. But I just think that would be my ideal Evil Dead movie if I could add one to the franchise. Oh, you know what would be badass? So, like, the entire movie's him going all around the country getting all the pages. He finally gets all of them together, and then the very last shot is him pulling up to the cabin, and it kind of pans up, and you see it dark. Sequel. Oh, we can franchise this out further. Dude, I don't think we could get Campbell to sign on for one more, let alone two. Now, in this fictional world, Bruce Campbell is, he's like overjoyed to play Ash again. Oh, good. I'm glad. (laughs) Then we're all set. He's like, let's do ten more, guys. Yeah, I just feel like that would be the perfect Ash movie, where it's not comedy, but it still has the comedy that you need from him. You know what I mean? Oh, like, as soon as you said about the landmarks and I said about, like, the world's largest ball of yarn, I can just see him, like, rolling it and, like, a deadite, like, running away from it and, like, squishing him. Yeah, like, the locations will provide more of the comedy enough, and you can style the series action and horror be what the story is and just play off the comedy for the rest of it to get that evil dead formula that we all love. I like that. Oh, thank you. Um, My second one is our most topical one, which would be Scream. Okay. So, I was thinking Scream started what is like the big meta thing, right? Exactly. So, almost in a way to pay tribute to Wes Craven, the only way I think you can truly end Scream is one of two ways. Full disclosure, as we are recording this, we have not seen the new Scream movie yet. I don't know when this is coming out, but as of recording, we haven't seen it yet. Right. So, in my mind, the only way you can really end Scream is one of two ways. One, you kill Sydney and all of the originals, and even then, I don't think that really does it. Or two, what I'm about to do. Okay. Before Scream, what was Wes Craven's big attempt at meta before he did Scream? New Nightmare. Exactly. What was the problem, if you ask me, with New Nightmare is you took a meta story, like, this is the real world of Nightmare 
like where the movies exist, everything like that. But you're still dealing with a really big fantastical element where Freddy is actually some demon and all this bullshit. Right. So that takes you right back out of the real world the second you introduce all that. Scream is a much more perfect property for this. Because you have, let's say, I know this happened, but this will base this five years from now. The Scream 30th reunion. There's like Scream Con. There's all these special events and everything. One of the cast members gets taken out by someone dressed up as a ghost face. And then so on and so forth. It's just a Scream movie, but in real life with a super crazy fan going after them. And that's the best way to end it. So, like, it's not the character of Sydney. I forget what her name. Uh... No, it's Nev Campbell, the actress, not Sydney Prescott. Okay, and it's like a super fan who is like going to, because, like you said, like these conventions are huge now and have been for a while. And like they go, and then like you, maybe it's at a convention hall. Well, I, I don't even think it has to be there the whole time. That could just be the first like kill, and then there's like some event and screening. So you can really take it all over. And this makes way more sense than doing it with a property like Nightmare because it's a grounded, it's just a person with a knife. That's all you need. You don't need to introduce some demon in the real world that they made movies for. No, these are actors and this crazed fan or something like that went after them. Oh, that's actually really interesting. I like that. Yeah, so that that would be my second one. Okay. And like I said, not that I want Scream to end, but if it did, that would be the way to do it. Now, who did you have a first, like... Okay, like, who's the first actor or actress that's killed, like, at the convention? Did you have one in mind? I think you take someone who was there at the beginning, but isn't one of our main trios. So you don't get Courtney Cox, David Arquette, or Nev Campbell. So the let's say we take... Cotton. I was going to say, Lee Schreiber, I think his name. We take him out. Okay. Yeah, and that even fits off, fits in grade of, like, they thought he was the killer. Oh, like wait, no, 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 scrap that. Dude... Tying it all back. Drew Barrymore. Yes! Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, it's gotta be Drew Barrymore doing an interview about how she was gonna be the star of Scream, but it didn't happen. And it ha- lights go out, comes back up. There you go. Or, like, you know how they do, like, the photo ops now of, like, it's, like, you yes. know, the celebrity? And, like, maybe yeah. she's, like, how the um one girl from uh Friday the 13th Part 4 does the photo op in the raft? Maybe Drew exactly, Barrymore's yeah. doing it in her costume. See? That's perfect. And then you can just play with so much. Because Scream was a meta franchise, but this would take it to that, like, penultimate level of it. And I just think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not even the biggest Scream fan, and this sounds awesome. I'm glad. Okay. And now my last one that I picked was the Toxic Avenger. Okay. This was my favorite, and this is why I saved it for last. What do all horror franchises do when they run out of ideas? Go to space. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I'm doing, but this is what I'm most excited about. Coming to theaters, the Toxic Avenger, Planet Toxie. So, so that some new government, because he's often like feuded with mayors and things like this, has decided we don't want monsters running around the city. We're banishing him to space. <laughs> this... This can be as ridiculous as you want because it's fucking trauma. So you can really just make it stupid like that. Oh, yeah. And yes, I'm ripping off Planet Hulk a little bit. I know. But anyway, they launch Toxic Avenger into space. He crash lands on what I call the Toxic Planet that is made out of a similar material as the nuclear waste that turned him. Okay. The only problem is this turns him back to Melvin. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. 
So he's also thrown into the gladiator pits, but he's not Toxie anymore. He's Melvin. So he has to find a... <laughs> exactly. So he has to find a way to become Toxie again, survive these pits, get back to Earth, take out the people who sent him there. I just think this could be the most ridiculous thing in the world. Picture a toxic Avenger fighting aliens and droids and shit, commandeering a spaceship to go back to Earth. How fun does this sound? Oh, this sounds awesome. I could just immediately think of him like he immediately turns back into like his nerdy self and he's just like, oh, no. Now, I realize the person who played Melvin probably looks nothing like Melvin anymore. So we're going to have to recast. But I'm sure we can find some weird nerdy looking kid that could match it. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, well um, how about uh, how old's that curly haired kid from uh, Stranger Things now? Uh, Finn Wolfhard's too cool, though. We can't no, pick him. Dustin. Oh, Dustin? I love Dustin too much. You gotta have some, like, weird, lanky, pasty, doesn't... <laughs> yeah, just terrible person to play him. Okay, I like that. We're like, yeah, don't do, like, the fake CGI face like they did with Grand Moff Tarkin. And, like, dude, Peter this is Pinchin. a Toxic Avenger sequel. We're not doing that. No, you go the Doctor Sleep route of you just recast them with people that kind of look like them. It's weird you say that. I watched that today. Really? Yeah, I was watching Doctor Sleep earlier today. Well, what a fucking great book and movie. I never read the book. I'm, I'm kicking myself. I watched the movie first, but it was good. The book, I'd highly recommend. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I plan to eventually, but, you know, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I just think the idea of launching him into space, like, goes through a black hole and lands on this planet, the Melvin transformation, the gladiator pits, the finding a way to turn back into Toxic Avenger, everything about this sounds like what I want. You could have taken, like, one bit of this, and I would have seen that movie. When you add it all together, I think this sounds perfect. Oh, yeah, and especially, like you said, like, oh, my God, it's so, like, outrageous and whatnot, but it's, like, it's Troma. Of course it is. Yeah, this is the company that made Poultrygeist. Yeah, and Troma's War, where there's literally, like, a character called Mr. AIDS. Yes. <laughs> All right, but those were my three. I I won't lie, I was struggling on the Evil Dead one. I was happy with what I came up with it. I thought Scream was going to be my crown jewel until I came up with the Toxie one. I'm like, oh, I love this. This is the one I want the most. It's hard to, like, at the very end, are we going to pick our favorite of, like, each one? It's up to you. I mean, you can. Yeah, I kind of like that idea, because I'm trying to toy around. Like, I don't know which one of yours is my favorite one. Okay. Well, let me hear. What do you got for your three? Like, what three franchises do you pick first? Well, I'm going to, well, I'm going to go down just one at a time. Okay. Um... With the last one being last, because I just I I've been thinking about this for months. Actually, I know I know you sent me your three a while ago. I only remember the one that I would have picked if you didn't. But that's I don't remember what else you ended up going with. My very first one, and I tried to come up with titles for these as well. Is Friday? Oh, the I should have did that with all mine. I only did that with the Toxy one. Well, it Planet Toxic. Well, even like you said, like it kind of rips off Planet Hulk. But look at Tromeo and Juliet. Yes. They have a history of this. Like, <laughs> um, My very first one is Friday the 13th, Forest Green. Okay. Which I know there's a million fan films out there and whatnot. This might already be a fan film with that title, but I was just trying to think of something to fit in. So, But this would be an official release. Okay. Um, it is a direct I think the sequel. the lawsuit's over, isn't it? What's that? 
I think I just read the lawsuits finally over. Yes, it is. Thank fuck. So this could happen. Like, uh, after over a decade of no new Friday the 13th movies, to the point of the fans had to take it into their own hands and have made better movies than four of the actual movies, <laughs> they can fuck off. Come on, Womp Stomp. So basically, uh, this movie is a direct sequel to Part 6. We're going with that brand new, like, trope that people like to do in horror movies of, like, you just, usually it's from the very first one. It goes, like, from one, forget all these sequels, and now it's this one. We're not doing okay. that. So from one through six, all that continuity happened. Okay. But seventh on, it did not. So we find Tommy is now sheriff of uh, Forest Green, and Rick is still his deputy, but now he believes Tommy about Jason and all that stuff, so Rick is now a good guy. Okay. And Rick, if you don't remember uh, our audience, is the guy with the laser scope that goes wherever the red dot goes, you bang. And Tommy ends up locking him in a cell by the end of the movie. Yeah. Megan! <laughs> um, so basically, Tommy has been on watch since Jason went back into the lake for his return. And that time is now. So it's Tommy and Jason years later, round two. Yeah, basically, well, I guess it's a, not round two, but like round three. It's set in present day, so like 2022 or like whenever. Okay. There doesn't have to be like some huge event that lets Jason free. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, Carrie Ripoff like is really mad and like that breaks his chains. I'm just gonna say the chains rusted and finally broke. Okay. But that does make sense. Jason is still kind of in hi hibernation at this point because he's been down there for decades. So I want him to just kind of drift to the surface and kind of bobbing in and out of the water. And he kind of washes up against a bank and is just kind of laying there and like uh, like face down. And at this point, like a couple new counselors maybe are like walking along the lake and they're like, holy shit, is that a dead body? And not doing what you would do in real life, they go over to it and start fucking with it. Like they're poking it with a stick. They're throwing rocks at it. What? Maybe they're like teenagers, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, basically this finally wakes Jason up. And this is the first two kills of the movie are these two counselors or teenagers. Man, you know what I like about this with you doing the direct sequel to six is we've had a Jason alive in the eighties and has basically been in hibernation until present day. Just seeing him, like, seeing the world today would be just cool enough on its own. Oh, yeah, I'm even thinking about, like, think about, like, uh, Jason takes Manhattan when he gets out of the water and he looks up at the billboard of the hockey mask and he kind of does the head turn of, like, what's that? That's weird. Like, I want to see stuff like that, of, like, a kid's on a hoverboard, like, in the woods. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck's that? And that kind of stuff. Kids are vaping weed instead of smoking a joint that he has to go kill. Like, it takes him a second to know, is this bad? Or, yeah, they're, like, popping, like, gummies, and they're, like, eating those. He's like, are they eating candy, or are they getting high? <laughs> this is a moral dilemma for Jason now. Yeah, he's like, where do I draw the line? <laughs> for the very first kill, I'm thinking just a classic head crunch, like, a la, like, part three, when he smushes that guy's head and his eye pops out. Yes. And then I'm thinking he takes the killed counselor's arm, breaks it off where there's like a shatter of bone, and he stabs the other person with the broken arm bone. 
Oh, so Bone Shiv. Yes. Okay. It then turns out basically to, to be a classic Friday the 13th movie. You do not need to go way over. He's not going to space. He's not going to Manhattan. It's not some fake killer. It's just stalking now for the rest of the movie up until the end. And I'm, I'm thinking, down. This sounds awesome. I'm thinking at the very end, it's Tommy and Rick have devised a plan to trap Jason forever this time. Of they're leading Jason back into the graveyard that he was originally buried at that Tommy dug him out of. Okay. Um basically uh Rick is killed at this point, and Tommy screams, No, like he does with Horace uh at the beginning of part six. Yes. Um Tommy then tricks Jason into running into a trap that's like a super deep grave that him and Rick had dug. Like let's say it's like 15, 20 feet deep. Okay. And at this point, like, Jason's stuck, and then Tommy reburies him alive. And it's kind of a different thing of, like, he's like, oh, fuck, the lake didn't work, so let's bury him alive now. And Jason is now just trapped under, like, all this dirt and, like, earth and rocks. So should keep him down, but leaves the door open for sequels if we need. And that's, at the very end, it's like, the end? Question mark? Who knows? Probably not. Oh, that sounds cool. I just like the idea of doing the direct sequel to six, Jason being in present day, like been in hibernation all this time. That sounds awesome. And I did take some a little bit of uh, ideas from what Womp Stomp is doing, but tweaked them around of like, okay, they brought Tommy back, but now Tommy's sheriff. He's not just like random. He's not just a paramedic and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what I was. And also Womp Stomp does this movie. Okay. But give them full studio budget. Full studio budget. They uh, The studio cannot say no to them because the studio can go fuck themselves over the last decade. Womp Stomp is better than you, and they know it. So Womp Stomp's like, we're putting anything in here we want. Not a single thing's getting cut. This is not going to be part seven all over again. No. Okay, I'm down for this Jason movie. All right, thank you. My second uh, movie idea... It's called The Continuing Adventures of Ed Wood. Okay, I remember you did say you had an Ed Wood one. I couldn't remember that one. And this is not an Ed Wood movie sequel. This is a sequel to the movie Ed Wood by Tim Burton. You bring Tim Burton back to direct it? Yes. Okay. Tim Burton, 100%. As long as he is doesn't try to do his weird new shit, no CGI, you're doing it like you did in the 90s, Tim Burton, or I'm going to let Womp Stomp do it. <laughs> so basically yeah this is a direct sequel to the movie ed wood and i was thinking of like when i thought of this idea i'm like this is way out there and it's like weird and is it kind of like disrespectful to do it because it's like a deceased person and then i thought about abraham lincoln vampire hunter and was like that's a president like <laughs> one of like the everyone thinks like one of the best ones that there's ever been Yes. And look what they did to him. But, I mean, it was cool. Exactly, it's cool. And it's not like I'm making fun of Ed Wood here, but it's like a thing of like, uh, it's kind of, do you do this and mess with the, like his life like this? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. The thing is, do you think Ed Wood would hesitate for a second to do it? Oh, no. He would just be excited that he's, his name is even said anymore. Exactly. Um. So basically... These two guys in Pennsylvania keep my memory alive somehow. Yeah, I'm literally looking at a picture of Ed Wood right now on my wall. Hail, hail you, <laughs> Ed Wood. 
um, an Edward superfan, possibly from a certain dimension Z, um, comes across a time machine somehow. Just he okay. finds it and decides to go back to just the. Just stumbles upon a time machine. Yeah, I just I stumble upon a time machine, and okay. it could even be like I found it at like the flea market, and they didn't know what they had. I got it for a deal. Um, I'm in the woods for some reason, and I stumble. Who knows? I come across the time machine. Okay, I like that you don't you don't give yourself the credit to you make the time machine. I just find it. Oh fuck no! I can't make it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Every okay. once in a while, I have problem plugging my microphone in and getting it to work right to record. <laughs> so I I discover a time machine, and I'm like, what do I want to go back and see? Do I go back and watch like the Civil War? That's really depressing. Do I go back to the Roman times and see what they did? Uh, who cares? I don't. What did they do? I go back to the 1950s and see how then see Edward making his movies. If you could only go and see the making, this is a side tangent, but like me to you, if you could go back and see him making one of the movies, which one are you going to see? Uh, Edward movies or like any. Edward movie, like, you go back and see him making one of them. See, that's so hard to say, because I immediately want to say Plan 9 from Outer Space. But, there's no, like, I wouldn't then get to see Bella Lugosi act. So I would almost go back to Bride of the Monster, so I could see, like, Edward directing Bella in a scene kind of thing. That would be true. That's true. Yeah, because I, I think I love Plan 9 so much, I'd have to be Plan 9. My, the only reason I don't pick Plan 9 is because I would miss out on Bella. All right, but on with the movie. All right, so um, basically I arrived to see the end, uh, uh, the end of the making of Bride of the Monster. Like, it's the last couple days they're kind of wrapping up kind of thing. And this is where okay. we, our hero meets Bella Lugosi and Edward himself. I meet the guys. I go right up. I'm like, hi! I'm the guy with the script in... Um, Ed Wood, where he goes, it's like, oh yeah, I loved you in The Invisible Ray, but I don't bring up Karloff whatsoever, so I don't piss off Bella. True. If, if I bring up Karloff, I'm saying, and this is not how I actually feel, this is just me trying to like get in good with Bella, being like, Karloff's a piece of shit. You, Bella, <laughs> you are the true actor. And he's like, thank you, you know. Yes. And at this point, our hero tries to convince Ed about how famous he is in the future. Like, he tells him all about, like, oh, my God, like, you finally do achieve fame and success in the future. Like, only a couple years after your death. Sorry, you're gonna, sorry to tell you you're going to kind of die early. And, like, people are like, you're, like, world famous in, like, certain groups of movie fans. Like, your name will live on. Now, I've never seen it, but isn't there, like, a famous Doctor Who episode where they do this with Van Gogh? Like, oh, what well, does? And they yes. they bring him back and show him that he's famous and everything. Like, all those underappreciated artists in their time. I'm not knocking it because this sounds awesome, but, like, that kind of type thing? Yeah, that is exactly what I do now. Oh, okay. Like, that, that, that was my basis for the idea of this, is take that Doctor Who episode with Vincent Van Gogh, but don't have it where it's sad because Vincent Van Gogh's a sad person and he still kills himself. It's like Chipper Ed Wood, and he's like, "Oh boy, howdy, I'll go." You know. Did you take him to get a milkshake in 2022? Yes. So uh, he doesn't believe me at all. So I take him into the future 
like in the present day 2022 and show him like just go online and i google his name and he's like what is this weird television and it's like all this kind of fish out of water stuff like that but like you said like we still go to like the local like um malt shop and get a milkshake and we share it with like there's two straws and one milkshake and it's me and ed wood sitting there drinking out the same one (laughs) so happy together right in the background (laughs) it's like uh he's like riding on a bike and i'm like on the back pegs of it and we're like best friends oh no we're riding like a tandem bike like one of those (laughs) two-seaters and like real quick who's playing the u-type character in this me oh you're cat you're casting it okay no, no not me uh matt damon matt <laughs> okay matt damon plays brett from dimension z it's perfect i don't feel like matt damon knows who ed wood is i could be wrong i don't know why you throw enough money at him he's gonna know who he is fair um <laughs> and but it's me behind the camera the whole time because i'm a producer and i'm like fucking no more excited to see ed wood you're not crying <laughs> um so but yeah like you get a great montage of like me showing them like all the new uh like oh this is how the future is and it's me showing them a cell phone and like uh you know um I don't know what else modern, like a computer and like, oh, look, you can go on your television and I can type in plan nine from outer space and like hit play. You take him to a horror convention, he just sees someone wearing a T-shirt that's plan nine would probably like something just like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take him to a horror convention and he sees like, oh, look, there's T-shirts of me. There's plan nine shit. There's posters like he like finally gets to see how, um like much of an impact that he did make on the future that he never got to see while he was alive. That sounds like heartwarming and touching. I would watch this. Yeah. And basically, yeah. And that's basically the movie. I don't know if at the very end I take him back and he finishes or his new idea is he wants to make his next movie in this time period. And he teams up with like Tommy Wiseau and like Neil Breen. Huh? (laughs) I, I, I'd be very excited to see a modern day one. I don't, I kind of like him going back to the past with always learned and like just having the biggest chip on his shoulder in the world. Like nothing can bring him down. Yeah. Like that's like one of the reasons he has like such a chipper attitude It's just cause he knows in the future what's going to happen and it's all worth it. Exactly. It doesn't matter if people don't get it today. He knows what happens. Exactly. All right. So what else you got? And my last one is the one I've been thinking about for months and I've been thinking about since October. Okay. Um, Belial versus Gabriel. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, you have my money already. You don't even need to say another word, but please do. Holy shit. If you don't know, Belial from Basket Case and Gabriel from Malignant. And they're both kind of the same kind of character thing because Belial is like a growth off of the side of Dwayne and Gabriel lives in the back of his like sister's head and like her brain. So, basically, Gabriel finds himself in New York City and runs into Belial and Dwayne. And this is still, like, this is modern day. So, it's an old Dwayne. It's an older Belial. They're still walking around New York City, and they have the basket. It's They're still, like, doing the exact same thing. It's basically, like, a direct sequel from the first one again. Okay. 
Cause, and my idea is like maybe they're going after the same person, like the same doctor that worked on both of them. Like the he's talking through the radio. Maybe that guy like also worked on Belial or something, and they both want to kill him. They both had like a consultation job or something like connecting the two. Right. It's like the last one on like each one of their lists or something. Okay. So I'm also thinking like you could have moments where Dwayne and Madison are together, where like Madison is trying to reason with Dwayne, but then she kind of discovers like, oh, wait a minute. Like he's even more insane than Belial is. Like Dwayne is like off his rocker. Man, I just want to see the showdown between the two of them. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is like you could get a Belial versus uh, uh, Gabriel fight, and then you could also get a Madison versus Dwayne fight in there. Or you could almost have them going on simultaneously, like Gabriel and Madison keep swapping in and out, and then Madison's fighting Dwayne, and then Gabriel comes back to fight Belial. Oh, this sounds freaking awesome. I love this. Yeah, like almost like in video games when like you could switch between like players and whatnot. Like uh Madison and uh Gabriel were like doing that where like they're doing a backflip and now it's Gabriel and he does a front flip, now it's Madison and whatnot. Oh, that sounds so cool. Man, you didn't even have to say another word after you told me this title. I I'm in. Well, let's okay, here at the very end of the movie. We hear a wet suction cup noise coming out of the darkness. We can't exactly tell what it is, but there's movement in the darkness, and it's weird, like, suction cup wetness, and it's like something's crawling towards you. And all I we hear think is, I know where this is going. Hi. Yes! Elmer from Brain Damage appears. Credits. Dude, because that's another one that's kind of close, because uh, Elmer and Brian were, like, parasitic to each other and everything. Exactly. So we can get a sequel to this where it's Gabriel, uh, Blyle versus Gabriel versus Elmer, and Brian is uh, there now as well because let's say he healed. Yeah, we don't, we never actually see him die. We have no idea what the hell's going on with this glowing light show in his head. Exactly. So, yeah, so we set up a sequel for this one as well. Oh, man, this is awesome. What, I'm like, where are you going when he said suction comes? I'm like, what is. What is it? I was racking my brain, and right before, and like, he shows up, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna say, hi! I'm like, yes! <laughs> That's been, like, I've been had that idea in my head for so many months, that when, like, we had this idea to do this kind of bonus episode like this, I was like, I already knew my, I already know my first one, and I have to save that for last. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm so sad, because I know there's no way we'll ever see it. Fuck, I wish I would never have thought of this, because, like, that you never put this thought into my head, because I want to see it so bad. Never say never, Frank Henenlotter is still alive. I know, but, like, Malignant is such a new franchise, you know they're going to try to do their own thing before they'd ever do a crossover, and at that point, I don't know how Frank Henenlotter would be doing. Yeah, he is old, and like I've said before, I'm not in the best shape as myself, so I can say this, he is an old fat man. <laughs> yeah, man, that movie would be awesome. But yeah, that's, I mean, if I could wish for, like, you get only one movie for this entire year, like, one brand new movie, all the other ones are wiped out, what is your idea? This would be like, I'm fine with it. I'll watch this a million times this year, I don't need anything new. Oh, I think it'd be cool with bumping about everything else back a year for that, too. Yeah. Um, I know we said we were each going to pick our favorite from each one's list. I think you know mine from your list already. Holy crap, yeah, it's Belial versus Gabriel. 
And I got to say mine from yours. It's really tough between Evil Dead, Cross Country Road Trip, and Planet Toxie. I got to go Evil Dead, Cross Country Road Trip. Oh, I'm fine with either of those. I think both of those will be super fun to watch. Like, I love Troma, and I'm like... I love Toxic Avenger. They, you know, this is just going to give Lloyd Kaufman more money, which I'm like, give it, give him all the money. Yeah. But you throw Evil Dead in there, one of my favorite franchises of all time. I got to go with that, especially with Bruce coming back. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. By the way, since you just said that, made me think of it. Lloyd Kaufman is kind of the example of Ed Wood on a bit of a smaller scale as someone who made what were considered terrible movies, who has lived long enough to see the love of these movies, though. Oh, yeah, that's where you could do Instead of, like, teaming up with Tommy Wiseau, Edward teams up with Lloyd Kaufman. And Lloyd, like, now shows him this brand new side of horror of, like, all the blood and guts and the splatter. Yeah, like, he's like, look, it's niche, but people like it. He has his own fan base and everything. But, like, I like, I feel like they could have made a good team. Oh, yeah, that is even better than what I was thinking. I like that. But yeah, it's for you. It's definitely the Gabriel and and Belial. I'm glad you went with the Evil Dead one for mine. I think these were a lot of fun. We will have to come back to this one day. Oh yeah, this was a lot of fun to think about. Like I was up at like 3 a.m. last night, just like typing all this out and like coming up with these stories and whatnot. And I had the best time. Oh, it was a lot of fun because me and you do road trips all the time. This is what we end up talking about for half of it. Oh, yeah. How many times have we brought up, like, Gabriel, like, uh, malignant, like, sequels that would be amazing? Like, you know, Gabriel goes to New York. Gabriel goes to space. Yeah, you know we're getting there sooner or later. I'm just happy that it looks like we're actually getting a sequel now. Like, the news came out about that. Oh, of of malignant? Yeah, um, nothing official yet, but, like, the cast were saying, look, with how much fans of, like, clung to this movie and everything it looks very likely we're gonna be there's gonna be a malignant too oh thank god like i'm so fucking happy about that yeah dude that was like i said my favorite horror movie of the year i can't wait for more of it now will we ever get that basket case crossover sadly i don't think so but we'll see it i you know what it could happen one day you never know did you ever think that you would get the giant big three spider-man movie you guys watched no i did not that's true so this is uh, the much lower that this isn't Disney and Marvel. This is Frank Henenlotter and uh, what's his name? James Wan. And James Wan of like, I bet you James Wan's a, fran- a fan of Henenlotter. So. Oh, after seeing that, I guarantee you he is. Which I would love, like, if there's ever like a time of like, and there's never will be of like, I can ask him a question. It's going to be like, do you know who Frank Henenlotter is? Yeah, he's probably, well, like I said, when that movie came out, I got on the computer, I remember, and on, like, my homepage, it was, like, a picture of Belial. I'm like, well, that's weird. And, like, it was, like, more movies to check out if you like Malignant. So, people have made the connection. Perfect. Which I cannot think of, like, any better of, like, you get these, like, three, like, parasite-type creatures fighting each other. Oh, man, just, like, what do you said about, uh... Not Brian, uh, Elmer coming at the end. I'm like, oh man, I didn't even think of this, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, I just love, like, I was right now, like, oh yeah, wet suction cup noise, and I'm just, like, patting myself on the back, being like, you're awesome, Brett. <laughs> Hi. Well, that's all I got for this. What about you? Yeah, that's all I got. This was a lot of fun. Good idea, man. 
Oh, thank you. But yeah, so don't worry. You're still getting your regular episode on Friday. It's just one of the fun bonuses that we like to do. Yeah. Um. Make sure to. Uh. Yeah. And we. I always love doing these bonuses. Number one, we get to use our other theme song, and then it's just fun to kind of bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have to follow. I don't have to really take much notes except for what I came up with. This. It's pretty easy. Yeah. So yeah, make sure to follow us on all the social medias. Search "Throbbing with Horror." You'll see our pumpkin there. I'm trying to like post a little bit more on TikTok because I went like months and months and didn't. I've posted a few new ones here and there. I so, saw um, this. I saw you being more active on the socials. Also, uh, check out all of our socials because uh, Greg of the Dead uh, edited together an awesome video to go with our like theme song. Ah, thank you. I I enjoyed doing it. It's pinned at the top of our Twitter if you want to check it out. Oh, good. And also, uh, check out Greg on his other show, Geek Positive. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got, man. So, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this. We'll see you next, uh, this Friday for whatever we're doing. And we hope that this episode has left your brain throbbing with horror.